We're back. We're, uh, we're back in the in the USSR. Back in the USSR. The Beatles cast. Yeah, yeah. You're a Beatles head now since you watched the doc. I'm in a bit of a Beatles swing. You're normie now. You're yeah. off the show. <laughs> this isn't normies on the net. No, no. I yeah, whatever. I like I like the songs I like from the Beatles. Sure. Some good songs. They're not as good as uh, the Misfits, but no, certainly <laughs> no one's saying that. <laughs> How many Beatles songs are about skulls uh, or the devil? I'm not sure. Someone dies in Eleanor Rigby, so presumably there's a skull. Like they go to a graveyard in that song, so there's like okay. skulls nearby. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then they dig her up. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, they do misfits. They do Danzig type stuff to Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, that's in that's in a, a take that didn't make the album. But real Beatles heads have been trading it. They should years. reunite the Beatles with Glenn Danzig replacing John Lennon. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> and Doyle replacing George Harrison. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the it's the obvious mashup. To bring the Beatles back to the stage. Yeah. The way everyone's always wanted to see them. <laughs> Glenn and Doyle, many called them the fifth and sixth Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 68 of Punks on the Net, a weekly podcast where we examine all the ways that music in the 21st century is becoming both dumber and weirder. I'm Chris. I'm Doug. Hello, Doug. Hello, Chris. What's going on? How uh, you been? I've been good. I, uh, you know, the crypto market crashed. Yeah, I lost a lot of money. I'm just, in the hole like $40,000. <laughs> I need this shit to bounce back up. Chris, that's all the all the profit we've made from the <laughs> podcast. You said you were... I gambled it all on on Dogecoin. Yeah. No, I I, I decided to get out of crypto. Mm-hmm. I had about 10 bucks in there. <laughs> you cashed out? I cashed out. I said, it's, I'm, I'm not, I can't take this ride anymore. I'm like, you know, it's too much anxiety. I understand. And I use that money to buy a copy of Demon Souls for the PS5. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's badass. I feel like it's the money is at better use that way. Were you uh, re-up? Did you turn a profit? No. No, I did. A little bit. Okay. But even though, even with the crash, it had gone up. From when you bought from it. From when I bought it. Okay. Yeah. I bought in when, when Doge went big. And mm-hmm. I was like. I gotta let me just you get a little bit. I get a taste of this, and then uh, I'm out now. Just in case you end up like one of those guys who bought Bitcoin in 2011. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. We one of our listeners is like a big NFT mm-hmm. jackpot guy. Oh, this was just the guy who wrote in about yeah. to explain NFTs. Yeah, Tony. He's he, like last time I talked to him, he said he had like seventy-seven thousand dollars worth of NFTs. Holy shit. I know. Have you checked in on him? Huh? Have you checked in on him since he this told me weekend? that? No. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta do a wellness check <laughs> on our NFT listener, Tony. I hope you're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, but how about you, Chris? How are you? Good. Um, I'm at the, I'm at the, I'm at the falling action of January of strength. I'm okay. Pretty over it. I gotta say. Yeah. First two weeks, you feel amazing. You feel all jacked up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, it's a little boring, and now I just really would like to drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. If you did, no one... I had a dream about smoking <laughs> weed the other day. <laughs> no, but you would know if you did. But that's the most important person to that know. could find out. Yeah. What if, What if? like, 
I I mean, we work tomorrow, but say we recorded Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And then I crashed here. Yeah. And then while you were asleep, I I fed you a beer in your sleep. <laughs> you funneled a beer. <laughs> would that count? Yeah. If I knew about it ahead of time, of course it would count. But if I told if you, if I like morning. orchestrated, it. yeah, if you did it without my knowledge, then now yeah, there's nothing I could do. Well, are we gonna? Is it still going to be January next weekend? Yeah. If you need me to do that, okay. Just, <laughs> well, well, no, we can't plan it ahead. It's fuck. You're right. If if you want, my hands need to be clean. If you want me to crash here for unrelated reasons, yeah, sure, that would be fine. And then you could just have beer in the fridge just to get ready for February first. Mm-hmm. Unrelated. Yeah, definitely. And then who I knows mean, there's beer on? in the fridge left over from New Year's. It's wow. still there. Interesting. Staying strong. Yeah. Is is being able to see it part of it? No. Like, I mean, it's no. just a coincidence, but okay. I'm not tempted. Yeah. I will I will finish out the month strong. Yeah, you're, you've finally settled into, like, my headspace, like, the sort of slow gray malaise of life. <laughs> yeah. With no ups or downs, just kind of... It's just all the same. Every day, exactly the same. Yeah, you've been good. What were you up to yesterday? Yesterday? Maybe you go to the South Shore Plaza, maybe around 3 p.m. <laughs> no. Why? No, no worries. <laughs> um, I I genuinely didn't, so what is happening here? Oh, do you know here there's a shooting there? <laughs> I was trying to no. pin the shooting on you. I assumed you'd heard about it. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. No, I was I was out all day. Um, Interesting. <laughs> I was in a bunch of places, like taking photos with people, building <laughs> like an alibi, holding up a newspaper. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I didn't do it though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on the record, he didn't do it. Where, I mean, was the line at Sarku, Japan, too long? I don't know. They're saying it appeared to be a targeted, an assassination shooting. attempt. Yes. Well, but they didn't get the guy who did it. Oh well. So he's at large. Listeners, if you have any tips. Oh, oh, did they? Did the shooter get his guy though? Yes. So successful assassination. He's in critical condition, I think, but he's not dead. Well, as I'm, of this recording. Yeah. And what hospital is he in again? Just gotta <laughs> <laughs> go finish the job. Out of curiosity. Um, no, I just sort of cruise around. I went to. Uh, I went to the, there's this place called Land of Electronics in East Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. I went what do I got there. there? Electronics? For the most part, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I got the Dark Souls, but, or the Demon Souls. But they had, um, they had a bunch of, I guess this is a thing that, a little gaming talk for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the new Xbox, like the newest one? It looks like one of the, it's like a tall rectangle like a yeah box yeah yeah yeah. it's like a a cube almost it's all cube yeah they had like 20 like mini fridges that were shaped like that xbox cute all like lining the i was like that's pretty cool i didn't buy one though but but it is pretty cool it is pretty cool but the other thing i saw there is they have a a bunch of like pointy shreddy metal guy guitars and they're like oh yeah so I kind of want to get you down there and yeah, see we if we have... can, because I know you've been looking for one. Yeah, we've said many times on the show. Yeah. That's I've... the guitar I'm trying to get into. I saw Jackson there, which has skull and crossbones for the dots on the fingerboard. Yes. And a Floyd Rose with like one of the big whammies and shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. So one of these weekends, I got to bring you down there. It's near Brian's house. Maybe if we are ever invited over to have a viewing, mm. we can stop in there, get you a metal guitar. Yeah, get get the baby some electronics. <laughs> get the baby like a Casio keyboard. Oh yeah, a lot of like home audio, like big speakers and like big audio receivers. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, get them on the the audiophile road. <laughs> yeah, early, early. Yeah, just get like Peppa Pig in seven point one Dolby <laughs> Atmos surround sound. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but what about new music? Big week. I thought so. Yeah. New music, it's finally it's finally back. Yep. A couple good releases last week, but this week really stepped it up. 
Yeah. Got the anxious LP. Long awaited. Yep. Band we've talked about before. Connecticut emo band, Anxious. Put out Little Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. I think it kicks ass. I think it also kicks ass. Or I also think it kicks ass. They um, continue to evolve. There are songs on this album that are heavier than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They've, they're screaming on the tracks here and there now, mm-hmm. which I love, obviously. Um, but yeah, that ruled also. This week, also from Connecticut, there's a Foxtails album out. Okay, familiar. not familiar. They're like a screamo band from Connecticut with a, a woman screaming. Okay. So, And they've also got a violin, which mm. is... I'd be interested to hear your thoughts because sometimes it's cool and other times it's like not really clear why it's needed in the band yeah when you put in a weird instrument just to like be pretentious because you have the violin friend and he wants to be in the band yeah that's a bit (laughs) what it feels like but i I only listened to half that record it's like 50 minutes long but it's pretty cool yeah a notable sort of like a band i like uh show me the body has a Mm -hmm. banjo player in it (laughs) it's like kind of music like punky hardcore Mm. banjo is such but you don't hear banjo at all. Like it's, I then, think it's going through a distortion pedal. Like then why? <laughs> yeah, like why? I don't know. <laughs> banjo is such a specific sound. Yeah. Like violin is used in a lot of genres, at least. But like banjo is such, it's just sure. banjo. Classical, jazz fusion, movie soundtrack. Uh, What's that band? Dave Matthews. <laughs> Yellow card. Very versatile. Yeah. Um, but let's leave Connecticut behind and go to goddamn New Jersey because the greatest pop punk band of all time yes. has graced us with four <laughs> new tracks. The Ergs, baby. Yeah, the Ergs are back. Although I think technically still broken up. But No, they're not. I don't care what they say. They play shows like <laughs> several times a year and have released material. They're back together. But they would have you believe they've been broken up since 2008. We saw them in 20... Whatever. I know. <laughs> so then 2010 and 2019. Yeah. But it's great. I mean... Yeah, four-song EP, two originals, two covers. Yep. The originals are great. It feels like classic ergs, like they just picked up right where they left off. Yeah. You know, it's not like a lot of like post-reunion content where it's still a little shaky because they've been playing together yeah. for years. <laughs> So it's not like they're rusty. Yeah. <laughs> but like it was interesting to listen to that and compare it to the last Mikey solo record, which was his Ergsiest. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, and you could definitely tell the difference because, you know, it's a guitar whole... solo, yeah. <laughs> which he never really does. Um, but yeah. That and was they get awesome. the whole band. There's a, like the band is because he's the singer. It's like you associate it with him. But he's like the Ergs is all three of those guys. Yeah. It's a very special sort of thing they produce together because they're all so fucking talented yeah yeah so it was great to uh to hear that and there's more coming i believe oh nice I think they have another i'm not sure what it is it might be two songs and they're both covers okay and that's coming in a couple months but uh as far as announced stuff i think the two new songs on this release is all the new stuff they have for us okay. for now. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take anything. <laughs> um, we also got the LP, debut LP from a band I've talked, I feel like, a lot on this show, mm-hmm. uh, Age of Apocalypse. Oh, from the split that appeared on your top ten. Yes, they put out their LP, Grim Wisdom, which is fucking sick. It's a great album title. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Came out on Closed Casket Activities, one of the all-time greats of the modern era. Uh, and it fucking kicks ass. Another, like, it's very easy to be cynical about new music when you've been in the mix for a while, but it's like, it's so refreshing to see a new band that's great and, like, is still getting better. Yeah. Because, like, normally your reaction with bands like, oh, the first thing was great, and they suck now. That's, like, my default yeah. reaction to a yeah. band, but it's like, no, the EP was great, and the split last year was even better, and this LP is even fucking better. Like, it's just... It's so heavy. It just nails the the sound they're going for, the sort of 90s alt-metal, Life of Agony-style sound. It's very, very sick and very, very heavy. Nice. But yeah, very good week for new music. Uh, 
bodes well for 2022. For sure. Do you want to, before we get into stories, mm-hmm. do our uh, dedication for the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were serious. But... Uh, no, we dedicate this album to the recently this episode. deceased. This Yeah, this episode to the recently deceased guitar player for the Nazi band <laughs> Screwdriver. I don't dedicate. <laughs> Big Merv Shields. Rest in shit, idiot. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha. <laughs> But, you know, I haven't thought about Screwdriver in a long time. So when I heard that he died, I thought that was cool. I just dropped my phone. (laughs) If you were wondering what that was. Yeah, guitarist of Screwdriver has died. (laughs) Probably could have just gone without mentioning it at all. I don't know, but Screwdriver is like such like a a notable band in the scene. Yeah, it's the white power band that everyone everyone knows. I feel like it, it it bears mentioning. You don't like him, but it's a notable event in the punk community. Sure. You may have friends that defend the first screwdriver. Exactly. That's like the, the, the definitely a guy, a type of guy. Yeah. That's a punk meme. Yeah. Like I like screwdriver, but just the first album. Ha ha ha. Which I've never listened to out of fear of becoming one of those guys. Yeah. You, you might like (laughs) is the problem. It's supposed to be very good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this man played on that album, though. No, I. Uh, My understanding of Screwdriver is they, they're very early, like in the history of punk. I think their album, the first one that is supposedly good, comes out in '77. There's no Nazi stuff. Then they break up for eight years, and the main guy comes back with all new people, yeah. and he's like, "We're a white power man now." Yeah, he got he got Nazi. Yeah, and like resurrected his old beloved project just to. To, to Nazi like, it up a little bit. To like ride on the <laughs> yeah. the good rep and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what like Morrissey did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, just, but he just is Morrissey. Yeah. He was in the Smiths. Yeah. Not, I mean, kind of annoying back then, but then he came back as a solo project. Really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. We just wanted to celebrate the death of a annoying asshole. So. Yeah. Rest in piss. Yeah. Each Died day. from COVID, right? Yeah. He was like, he was like an anti-mask guy. Shame. <laughs> what a shame. All right. Let's do stories. Yeah. We're done, we're done dancing on a grave. Yeah, let's talk more, more politics here. Yeah. Uh, first up reading from Newsweek. Attempted Reagan assassin John Hinckley Jr. Mm-hmm. is starting a band and looking for musicians. I have a suggestion. Yeah? Has he called up JFA? Who? Jodie Foster's army. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, the man who attempted and failed to assassinate then-President Ronald Reagan in 1981 is starting his own band and calling on fellow musicians to join him. John Hinckley Jr., 66, tweeted on Monday that he is seeking a bass player, drummer, and lead guitarist, uh, and anyone who, quote, would like to be in my band, and he is serious about this, or no, and anyone who is serious about this should send their bio to a P.O. box that he listed. With the tweet, Hinckley posted a picture of himself holding a guitar with his name on it. Mm -hmm. So, he's on Twitter, looking for bandmates. But instead of tweeting at him, you need to send your bio to a P.O. box. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of how I would want to correspond with any presidential assassin. It's like through the postal through the, service, yeah. <laughs> if possible. Through a series of ransom letters. Yeah. Cut all the letters out of a magazine. Untraceable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did it in an attempt to impress Jodie Foster, right? Famously, yeah. <laughs> He was an obsessed Jodie Foster fan, and he thought, what's the coolest possible thing I can do? Yeah, to really get myself on Jodie's radar. And I mean, killing Ronald Reagan would have been insanely cool. So <laughs> yeah. he was kind of correct. Yeah. I don't know if Jodie herself would have loved it, but a lot of people would have. I would date him if he did this for me. <laughs> yeah. At least one date, just to see how it, see how it goes. Yeah. 
But she's a great talent. She probably has higher standards than yeah. I. Her dating pool. He's not on Raya. Yeah. Like John Hinckley. But yeah, like I was saying, JFA. Yeah. The famous SoCal skate punk band <laughs> uh, formed like weeks after that assassination attempt in John Hinckley's honor. I did not know that. Yeah, that's what I didn't under, I didn't know the origin of the name. Yeah, Jody Foster's Army. So, yeah, kind of a notable event in in punk rock. Yeah. Suicidal also has a song about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh Reagan is probably the number one most punk songs written <laughs> yeah. about person ever, right? One of the biggest topics in the genre. Yeah. Especially at the time. Yeah. So, even if he can't get like a whole band together because like it's fun to talk about, but then you have to like go hang out with this guy. Yeah. He could at least get like an opening slot on a lot of punk shows in this country. Absolutely. Like just for the For the cred alone. Yeah. Like how many bands are like, I don't want to be in your band, but we could record a split together. Yeah. <laughs> Put out a flexi or something. Yeah, like kinda of got our own thing going here, but we like what you're you're all about. <laughs> uh, Jurian decided in 1982 that Hinckley was not guilty by reason of insanity, and he was sent to a psychiatric hospital in Washington. Mm-hmm. A judge ultimately released him in 2016 to permanently live with his mother, who died in July. Hinckley is months away from receiving his unconditional release from the court-ordered restrictions. A uh, federal judge ruled in late September that all remaining restrictions can be lifted in June of 2022. So he's about to be totally free. Yeah. He's starting a band. Late in life. Inspiration to us all, I think. Yeah, it's never, it's never too, late. too late to follow your dreams. Yeah. Uh, while you were reading that, I was looking it up. The lead singer of JFA, I believe, became an army guy and like fought in Afghanistan or some shit. Interesting. Probably like Desert Storm, based on the timeline. Now he was 40 years old, <laughs> went to go fight in the Iraq War, <laughs> volunteered. Yeah. Um, so, like, that would be a, that would be, that's like sort of like um, Mike McColgan energy, like the punk rock veteran. Yeah. I mean, they both, they both know their way around a firearm. Yeah, they could talk guns. Yeah. <laughs> Body counts. Although, if he's... An army guy now. Do you think he would be mad at John Hinckley for disrespecting the commander in chief? Mm, like, like they changed his mind. Maybe. Wonder how that convo went. Like in the at barracks. the recruiting office. <laughs> yeah. So what is your band so, called? So, son, what have you been doing the past couple of years? <laughs> um, would you go see John Hinckley? Um, see what the music's like. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's... I'm not against it on principle. We're sort of presupposing that he would play punk just because of his Yeah, his I don't career. think he does. No. I wonder if he knows, like, how much we are down with his cause. <laughs> John, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, John, if you're listening, we we think you're cool. We think you did the right thing. <laughs> But, uh, we think you should try again. <laughs> Kill Reagan? Yeah. Maybe. Or whoever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I believe in two things. Uh, treating those with mental health problems with dignity mm-hmm. and not like treating them like second-class citizens. Also, restorative justice. Yeah, get them reintegrated yeah, into giving, society. So, like, I think it's sort of a moral imperative to start a band with this guy. I agree. Like... Maybe you could link up with OJ. (laughs) Another recently released Twitter personality. Yeah. Just get out of jail and start tweeting. OJ would do it, for sure. There's not much OJ wouldn't do for a little bit of... Media. Publicity, yeah. He loves publicity for some reason. <laughs> you think he'd want to keep a low profile. Yeah, if I got away with like a, a very famous murder, I would maybe stop. Layla. <laughs> I would shut the fuck up. Which makes me think, 
maybe he didn't, he didn't do, do it. it. <laughs> you watched that long ass documentary. What do you think? I did. It was awesome. Um, I borrowed it from you, but I just didn't have the. <laughs> I wish I borrowed it again under quarantine when I was working from home. Ooh, I could have fucking been banged good. that thing out. Yeah, that's like the six-hour OJ documentary. Uh, it was very good. It comes down pretty hard on the side of he did it, mm-hmm. but it did a very good job of explaining why people think he didn't do it, which I had never understood before. Right. And they did a very good job of explaining like why OJ was so beloved and like all the ways that they fucked up the investigation. But like he definitely did it. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, um, that's not true. You never have to. What? Kill your wife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we could, don't need that. Don't need that on record. Certainly. So, John Hinckley already has music on Spotify. Did you know this? I know he's been um he's been on YouTube, okay. playing guitar and doing some originals and some covers. I had I haven't heard any though. Should I play one? Yeah, play a song. Neverending Quest is his number one track on Spotify, so Let's try this. Lo-fi acoustic. You know, it's 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 okay. It's yeah, it's a little low effort, but yeah, I've heard much worse music for sure in that style. I've heard much worse folk punk. No, all folk punk is better than that. <laughs> um, yeah, Hinkley's Twitter page has racked up nearly twenty thousand followers, and he currently runs a YouTube channel with twenty five thousand subscribers that was created in November twenty twenty. His channel features dozens of videos of him singing and playing guitar. Uh, in his most recent video posted at the end of December, Hinkley announced that he would be starting his own record label, Emporia Records. That's, dude. What? That would be cool to get put out on Hinkley's yeah. label. <laughs> he said that the first release would be a 14-song CD of his own music mm-hmm. and the music of others uh, that, quote, I think needs to be heard. But Hinkley invited anyone who wanted to be included on a CD to send a demo again to the P.O. box. Um, yeah, so. We should. It's music that needs to be heard, but also open to submissions. Yeah, we should keep an eye on that label. <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be some interesting output coming from that. Yeah, or nothing. <laughs> yeah, or nothing, or he'll just sort of give up and forget about it. Just what I would do. Yeah. But I'm sure he will be getting submissions. Yeah. Probably like a lot of joke submissions. Yeah. Ironic submissions. Pissed conservatives. Oh, yeah. True. A lot of conservative rap songs. Or like... <laughs> dissing him. Or like indignant, like gloating conservatives. Like you can get the job done <laughs> yeah. type guys. Like... Be an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, like trying to rub his nose in the fact that Reagan lived. Yeah. He's the greatest president of all time and you can't stop him. Though that's more of like a modern conservative sort of thing. Of like yeah. hyping up the manliness and strength of your political candidate. I don't know how it was back in the nineteen eighties. I know. Were people like painting, ripped Reagan, right. riding a horse, shooting machine gun, like all that no. type shit? I think the punks were pissed at him. Most people didn't really give a shit about who was the president. It didn't really control every aspect of their lives. Yeah. The way it does now. Yeah. I think most people were like, oh yeah, Reagan. Like that guy. Voted for him. Or who? <laughs> <laughs> the president? Wasn't he an actor? Leave me alone. I'm making a lot of money in the yeah. newly unregulated economy. <laughs> I'm wearing a wide suit, double-breasted, and I'm a very shiny hair. Yeah. I'm an 80s 
adult man. Yeah. I'm the 80s guy from Futurama. <laughs> the business guy. <laughs> All right. Best of luck to John. Yeah. Be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the papacy next. Our, our friends in Rome. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a Roman mood. <laughs> uh, moving on, an article from Reuters. You caught me. Pope congratulates reporter who saw him at record shop. Pope Francis has congratulated the reporter who caught him visiting old friends who run a Rome record shop this week, joking that it was, quote, bad luck that the news got out. The visit on Tuesday night was to have remained a secret, but Javier Martinez Brocal of the Rome Reports television news agency was in the area in central Rome by chance. He filmed it with his smartphone, posted it to Twitter, and it went viral. Pope, just trying to grab some records. Keep a low profile. Yeah, digging crates. Doesn't want the publicity, yeah. Yeah. Digging crates, like putting together. He's got a set coming up that he's working on. Yeah. He's trying to pull samples for a, <laughs> something. Yeah, he's crouched down, digging through all the seven inches. You're like under the rack in the, like the boxes. Yeah, pulling the boxes out. Yeah, that's cool. Sick if we had like a deep record nerd. Yeah, Pope, <laughs> vinyl head Pope. His buddy's probably not that stoked about trying to keep it a secret, right? Yeah, you'd think like, come on, we have the Pope visiting the shop. Like, can you? And cut we can't a- tell anybody. Il Papa, can you just like <laughs> cut us like a one promo tweet, like anything? DJ Il Papa. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's. My whole thing is that I don't like brag about stuff. I'm, the, I'm not flashy. I'm not flashy. Not one of these flashy hip hop style popes. <laughs> not until this fucking album drops. Yeah. Francis, who shuns bulletproof cars and visible police escorts, arrived at the stereo sound record shop near the ancient Pantheon in a simple white Fiat 500 driven by a Vatican employee. Yeah. He stayed inside. For about 15 minutes. So not digging too deep. No. No, he knew what he was going for. Yeah. New releases. New releases. Yeah. Because he's in there so much, he knows the stock. Yeah. No, no Pope Mobile, though. No, keeps it in the Fiat. Yeah. He walks through your hood armed with nothing but a rep. <laughs> <laughs> my name is my armor, bitch. I'm the Pope. Yeah. Like, he walks around with the boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm Radio Francis. <laughs> Radio Francis. That's crazy to have your record shop be down the street from the Pantheon, though. Yeah. Europe's weird, man. Europe is crazy. <laughs> so old. I know. <laughs> everything's like near some old shit. Yeah, everything's near something that's 5,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Sort of our stupid, shitty country. Yeah, where everything was built. Like, either... Four years ago, or in 1980. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, it's just like everything's sort of like the same ugly building. Terrible. But yeah, you go... I wonder if like Roman people like... Do they like do all the tourist shit? I bet it's one of those things where like you go on field trips when you're a kid and Uh then never again. Yeah. I don't know. That's like what we do. I wonder if like people who like live in the history like that have a different relationship to it where it's more like part of their lives. I mean, how much could you possibly care? That's uh, yeah. On a day to day basis. I don't know. I feel like if you have to like, if you walk past the Roman Coliseum on your way to work every day, I feel like you would feel some type of way about it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, like, isn't that like how it is for people in New York, they're like, hey, the Statue of Liberty, greatest city in the world. <laughs> it's got to be like that for Rome. I like, don't think so. I think New Yorkers especially do not <coughs> give a shit about the tourist stuff. But they do. They do. <laughs> they pretend they don't because it's like the cool New York thing. Yeah. But like, if anything happens to any of that shit, a lot of them get real like, hey, fuck you about it. Yeah. I'm fucking proud to live near the M&M store in Times Square. <laughs> It's my fucking city. Dude, do you know Times Square is like all full of crypto ads now? I did not. I haven't been recently. Me either, but I watched this really long video about crypto the other day. 
mm-hmm. on the Folding Ideas channel. And apparently, like, what a lot of these, like, crypto coins will do is they will buy, like, like really out-of-the-way shitty billboards in Times Square. Or they'll buy, like, 10 seconds on one of the big video ones mm. just so that they can hang out and, like, get a picture of it. And use that to like try to get more people to buy the crypto. Oh, so it looks like oh, we have a billboard in Times yeah, Square. Like, don't like get on board. Don't you want to be part of the winning team? Yeah. So now if you go to Times Square, it's like all the big ones are going to be like you know whatever fucking NBC, all the movies or whatever, and then all like the little shitty, obey. <laughs> yeah, Shepherd Fairy is still the king, but and then all like the shitty still like paper billboards. Mm-hmm. A lot of those will be like NFT. Weird. Crypto shit. The apes. Yeah. The bapes. I hate those guys. No, I wasn't thinking Shepard Fair. I was thinking like they live. Like oh. that's what they're really saying. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to think about parenthood. Consume. <laughs> yeah. Don't consume that. Consume our break free from the economy. With this our, other economy. <laughs> yeah. With our economy that we're that we're in charge of. But it's cool because we're not a bank. Yeah. So you can trust Trust us. us. Uh, The shop's owner later said that they had become friends with the Pope years ago when he was Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, Archbishop Mm -hmm. of Buenos Aires. He would visit their shop to buy classical music, records, and CDs when he was in Rome on church business and stayed at a nearby residence for visiting clerics. So he's into whack shit. Yeah. He's Shame. not the punk pope. <laughs> Someday. How many classical CDs could you possibly need? I don't know. I think there's a lot of it. But like... You get the Beethoven. You get the Mozart. That's what I'm saying, man. End like, of list. <laughs> but like, are people like buying like... Oh, I need to hear like the same one by like 25 This million? orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Must be, if huh? you're a deep head. You know what the good recordings are. You know what the poser recordings are. Yeah. And also... Like, I think every subculture is basically the same. <laughs> true. But, like, do you, like, if you're the Pope, do you have to listen to, like, boring old music? I mean, the Pope's still, like, an 80-year-old man. I think eventually we will get, like, a My Chemical Romance Pope. You think so? You don't think that, like... Once you like spend that much time at church, like your your like tastes just sort of flatten, and like you just only like the blandest shit. I don't think so, because I think like to get that deep into the church, you mm-hmm. have to be like, like people who go to like divinity school, yeah. like study religion, are crazy partiers. Like we're gonna get EDM pope soon. Oh, I see. EDM is our classical music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like people who don't listen to it think it all sounds the same and it's boring. But, the but people... it, it underlies, it's the soundtrack to our lives. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really understand, you don't notice that until you really investigate. It's woven involved. into the fabric of the culture. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I wonder like, that's kind of like a lot of record stores probably have that. Like the one really famous patron yeah. like that like you don't talk about and you don't publicize it because that'll like ruin it it's gotta yeah, be scare moss yeah it's gotta be like a a thing right definitely at least we're like in places where celebrities live yeah like cm punk's gotta buy his record somewhere yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and they're like don't tell don't tell him when you saw cm punk here he'll stop coming don't ruin this for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the shop owner said they gave the Pope a box set of classical music CDs, but declined to be more specific. CDs, though. Francis is known to like Beethoven, Mozart, and Bach. Poser. <laughs> He's not a deep head. No. Uh, and even tango music from his native Argentina. Okay. That's, that's cooler. Something. Yeah. Getting there. Getting there. Gonna need the Pope to step it up, though. Yeah. Let's say we move on. Sure. Do we want to talk more about neo-Nazis or <laughs> Spotify? God. What's the difference? Huh? So fucking true. 
Dealer's choice. What are you in the mood for? Um, let's talk about the Spotify thing. Okay. Uh, my bloody Valentine. Chris has decided to let neo-Nazis off the hook, everybody. It's true. We will not be calling out right said Fred for promoting white supremacy live streams. <laughs> no. Chris thinks that's fine. Not worth not worth noting. But. That one is crazy because they promoted this like neo-Nazi live stream mm-hmm. on Telegram. And like <laughs> they have a Telegram account, but then they were just like, oh, it was a mistake. No other explanation. <laughs> Whoops. Our bad. We definitely don't believe this, Wink. Yeah. Just by being on Telegram. Yeah. I know. Like. The proof is in the pudding. Damn. Uh, no, we've talked enough about neo-Nazis yeah. this episode, I think. That's all you need to know. Yeah. That's a quick hit story, a mini story to cleanse the the papal palate. Now we're getting into uh, sort of the Satan of the music industry. Yeah, Spotify. My Bloody Valentine. Call out Spotify for uploading completely incorrect <laughs> and insulting lyrics, according to this article from Exclaim. Okay. Spotify, as you and I know, has recently rolled out the lyrics feature where you can look at the lyrics of the song as you're listening to it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool at first because I do sometimes like to look up the lyrics. Yeah. And follow along. Some of them, though, are and not even on inscrutable music like My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Some of it is just completely, clearly wrong. They're like YouTube closed captions. Like they're AI listening yeah. generated. Is that really, do you think that's true? For some of the ones I've seen, yes. Or like, because I thought they like partnered with. Yes. Like a, a website called Music's Match okay. is where they're getting the lyrics from. So you think probably on Music's Match, like they're generating. <laughs> I think it's a mix. Okay. I think they're filling in what isn't officially released yeah. with like computer listening nonsense lyrics. Uh, My Bloody Valentine took to Twitter yesterday to let listeners know that the band's lyrics shared via Spotify are inaccurate. Okay. Just notice that Spotify has put fake lyrics up for our songs without our knowledge, they tweeted. These lyrics are completely incorrect and insulting. We're not sure where they got them from. Probably one of those bullshit lyric sites on the internet. That is true. <laughs> That's funny, though. Like, what if, like, you go on, like, the Fall Out Boy songs and they're all like those? You remember, like, back in high school, the, like... The joke ones. <laughs> like, the misheard lyrics. Yes. Those were good. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, like, that stuff. That's what they mean by insulting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happens if you look up Eiple 65? I'm blue blank. Dabba dee dabba dee. If I was green, I would die, or... True. I mean, we could look it up right now, live on air. But, like, Misheard Lyrics is such, like, a classic genre of easy humor. Yeah. Okay. This all looks pretty accurate so far. When we were kids, though, didn't it? Yeah. Just blue, da-ba-dee, da-ba-da, da-ba-dee, da-ba-da. Yeah, just, that's all it is. <laughs> accurate, yeah. That's accurate. It's <laughs> extremely accurate. But back when I, I remember when, like, there's always been, like, people trying to say that the lyrics are not that on that song. Yeah, that it's some sort of cryptic yeah. message. Uh, as of January 21st, the Spotify lyrics have been taken down, and they've also been removed from Music's Match the site that Spotify partnered with for its lyric integrations. Uh, Cocktoo Twins' Simon Raymond also chimed in, saying a similar thing's been happening with his band's famously and intentionally inscrutable lyrics. Uh, I already informed 4AD and Spotify that these and all Cocktoo Twins' lyrics on the internet are nonsense, and I have no idea where it's all at. If we wanted our lyrics put up anywhere, we would have done it 30-odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah. People want to know what it says. I mean, you said it. <laughs> yeah, you recorded it. We're allowed to guess what it means. <laughs> it's out of your hands at that point. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the like enforced mystery of a lot of bands is like fucking corny. Yeah. Like it's like very self-important and <laughs> annoying to me. Like you can't know what it says. Like shut up. We're mysterious. <laughs> like come on, we're trying to be mysterious here. You can't be putting our lyrics yeah. up on the website. <laughs> Take them down. Like grow up. Yeah. No, what you got to do is take the converge route, which is release your own incorrect lyrics. <laughs> is that? Yeah. So like converge, one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single lyric to any converge song. No. Cause it's all just incomprehensible screeching. Um, and they were released like full lyric sheets. Like he'll write like basically a big poem for every song. Yeah. But he won't like read all those lyrics in order. It'll be like a line here, then like jump around, le- read a line down there. Or there are literally songs where it's just one line repeated over and over again. And the rest of it is just not, yeah. just not in it's the implied. song. <laughs> yeah. It's implied by context. Yeah. I wonder if those lyrics are on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Probably are. Because I remember Spotify. seeing a project on YouTube one time of someone trying to decipher the lyrics and put them up like karaoke style over the songs yeah of like what he thinks those specific lyrics are they're not like a crowd band are they what do you mean like, people sing along at the shows i don't know what, what the fuck they're saying but that's what i was gonna ask. like are they like holding the mic into the audience yeah people and then they just sort of <laughs> i don't know what they're saying they just sort of give it whatever they're feeling yeah. at the moment kind of beautiful man i agree i i love when people give the mic to the audience member and they just don't know <laughs> that's the best i've been on the other side of that <laughs> what do you do you just just scream the wrong lyrics no thank you <laughs> you like try to shove their hand to the next guy <laughs> no i did that during a, a backtrack set a couple years ago uh-huh I hit the mic because I thought I knew the lyrics and just uh-huh. screamed the entirely wrong part of the song. <laughs> Oof. Very embarrassing, but yeah. life goes on. Yeah. You I I hate that feeling when you're like watching a band, everyone's singing along, and then like people get they get sort of like the bridge catches them mm-hmm. in the wrong place and then you get like the smattering of people like trying to sing the chorus, yes. but it's not time yet. <laughs> it's not time yet. They probably feel like assholes. The band is like, come on. Come on. You know the song. You're at the concert. <laughs> That's not this part yet. Yeah, step it up. God. Gassy. Yeah. The seltzer is taking Chris over. Doing man. Uh, Spotify launched their lyric integrating feature in November 2021. And My Bloody Valentine only allowed their music to hit streaming services in March of that same year mm-hmm. after signing with Domino. Yeah. If you were true mysterious guy music, you wouldn't be on Spotify. Yeah, a lot of stuff isn't on Spotify. No one's forcing you to be. Yeah. A lot of like not mysterious music isn't on Spotify. Yeah. So. De La Soul, not on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... But, well, De La Soul, when they, like, ended things or whatever, mm-hmm. they, like, put all their shit up on the torrent sites and stuff. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember that. I remember, like, it was a big story at the time. Like, it might have, maybe it's because it was, like, for a limited time or something. Or, like, oh, for the next week, like, our website will just have downloads to zip files of all the albums or something. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were just like, we're not a band anymore. What do we care? Respect. Yeah. Yeah. People who give away the stuff they do for free are the real heroes. That's what we believe here. <laughs> yes. Punks on the net. Absolutely. Yeah. When I heard Spotify was putting all the lyrics up, I thought they were going to like, it was sort of billed as like karaoke coming to Spotify. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? I think we might have did a story. We talked about it on the show. I think. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That is what this is. Yeah. That is what that feature was. Yeah. It wasn't a true karaoke yeah, mode. Because that's what I thought. They would start putting up like instrumental instrumentals or like again shittily computer generated instrumentals. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that is on Spotify or it's big on YouTube. 
Yeah. Like YouTube is just filthy with karaoke, like bootleg karaoke tracks. Where you like, you throw it into audacity, you split the track and like invert one of them. Yeah, you phase invert or whatever that And that is. somehow removes the vocals. I don't get but it. shittily. Yeah, it makes the whole thing sound like it's being played through like a, a dollar store speaker. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is good enough, I guess. Yeah, to start my DIY karaoke business. I've looked up karaoke at home mm-hmm. in the past and recently. And there's a lot of tech out there. It's no longer just like the big, ugly, like square plastic boxes yeah. with mics attached. But like a lot of them say like, well, it hooks up to your Wi-Fi and then you can go on YouTube and just get all the karaoke you want. <laughs> like they're selling products. Oh, so this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. This you is... sold me a box that goes on YouTube. <laughs> all my boxes already go on YouTube. I also saw one that was car karaoke. Like I guess riding like the James Corden yeah, thing. Yeah, it's hot. But it's like a thing you could like strap into your car, like on the dashboard or like on the back seat with Velcro or whatever, mm-hmm. with mics coming off to like do it, like for singing in the car. It's stupid. Very whack. Yeah. But. Yeah, my bloody Valentine. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> That's what I. That's think. our stance. Yeah. Um, and now we will move on to some listener email. <clears throat> Excellent. We have an email address. It's punksinthenet at gmail.com. You can find us there mm-hmm. if you have anything to say to us. Get off your chest. Uh, like listener Dan has this week with his email titled, Ed Sheeran has risen from the grave. Mm-hmm. Bleh, punks. Good. If every musician had a personal crypt like Ed Sheeran, which dead musician would you least want to rise from the grave as an unholy abomination? And which dead musician would you resurrect to combat this eldritch menace? Just to make things interesting and tougher, you can't bring back Joe Strummer due to, I don't know, binding spell or some shit. Years in necromancy, Dan, former artist, etc. Okay. So who is coming back as an unholy abomination? Gigi Allen is an easy one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a musician. really tour. like that guy to stay dead. <laughs> yeah, he was really gross when he was alive. Yeah. Imagine him as a uh, like a zombie. Disgusting. Yeah. He'd be like throwing parts of himself at you. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. The What's screwdriver it? guitarist who just died. <laughs> you thought you were rid of me? I'm back. I'm even more racist yeah. now. Um, I'm trying to think of like who were like wronged musicians who would come back and like punish us. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of like, yeah, like a vengeful spirit type thing. Who was wronged? That's a great question. Like someone who had like all their music stolen or yeah, probably like a bunch of like the like fifties rock and roll guys. Yeah. Like, those guys have a lot to be upset about. Muddy Waters. Yeah. Comes back and tries to kill the remaining living members of Led Zeppelin. (laughs) For stealing all his music. And we would have to let him. Yeah. There's nothing we could do. But, like... Or, uh... Maybe, like, Amy Winehouse. You know, people who, like, died and, like, the press sort of, like, treated their whole life as sort of like a joke yes. and stuff you yeah. know what i mean like that's a good one hi uh it's doug in the edit and uh at this point in the episode uh our recorder ran out of battery so we tore chris's apartment apart we untangled a million of the wires we found in one of his drawers and uh in the end we found one double a battery in an entire adult man's apartment and we're going to rejoin the show right where Chris tells you where we found it. So, here we go. It's in my nose hair trimmer. <laughs> Shout out to the nose hair trimmer. Saved our asses. Yeah. It was almost a disaster. We almost had to go to the store in the middle of an episode. The only functioning AA battery in my house. Anyway. Anyway. Were we? we were talking about Dan's email of uh, someone to resurrect. Right. From the grave. Uh an evil person to resurrect and then someone to defeat them. Yeah. And I was thinking we get Johnny Ramone as the evil one. Okay. <laughs> and then 
to defeat him, of course, we resurrect Joey. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, the ultimate battle of good versus evil. For the soul of the Ramones. Yeah, for the legacy. <laughs> yeah. To finally send to bed, were the Ramones a conservative band? Yeah. To really get the last word on Reagan, <laughs> who we will also bring back. Yeah. Uh, and then to John find, Hinckley. Yeah. <laughs> Go first round two. Yeah, John will be able to finish what he started all those years ago. Yeah, so it'd be very good to settle beefs from the 80s. Yeah. Um, but how about we move on to the next part of Dan's email while we still have... Better, sure. yeah. We might be on a ticking ticking time bomb here. Uh, yeah, Dan also provided his uh, top five LPs and EPs for 2021. And they are as follows. Van Buren Records, Bad for Press. It's going to be a comp of some kind. Yes. Uh, Emil and the Sniffers, Comfort to Me, Genghis Tron, Dream Weapon, King Woman, Celestial Blues, and Collision, Sur le Toitois. <laughs> Which is, I'm assuming, good. how that's pronounced. Yeah, that was pretty good. And this sort of Pierre Escargot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks French. Yeah. Uh, the only one of these I'm familiar with is the Emil and the Sniffers record, which is great. A little Australian punk rock for Ooh. your ass. Uh, but yeah, Dan is a deep head. He's he's pulling two two deep cuts yeah. for us to, to reckon with here. Yeah. Uh, then his top five EPs. Shallow Pools, Headspace, Move, Freedom Dreams. Great record. Yep, on my list. Chain Whip, Two Step to Hell. Sounds badass. Badass. The Uppers, Get Down with the Uppers. And Homefront, Think of the Lie. Okay. Yeah, so having not heard most of these, we will give it the cosign. Yeah. On Rep Alone. Dan knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So thanks for to Dan and uh, Flynn last week for giving you a ton more to listen to and us a ton more to listen to definitely and with that we will move on to the final segment of the show recommendations This is the part of the show where we recommend something, perhaps an album, perhaps something else that we enjoy, uh, that we think you might enjoy as well. Doug, do you have a recommendation this week? I do. I do. I'm going to recommend a documentary. Um, this is about a band I believe I've recommended an album from mm-hmm. uh, previously on the show, but this is the documentary, We're the Weaker Vans. We're from Winnipeg. Cool. Um, directed by Calum Vattensdahl, I believe is how you pronounce that. Um, this was released in 2010, mm-hmm. so right around when the Week Ovens broke up, I think. Um, and it it it's a it's like a a road movie. It's a tour movie, um, and it's covering their tour that they did. I maybe in 2008 is when the tour was, mm-hmm. um, where they went from. St. John's in Newfoundland all the way to Whitehorse, which I believe is all the way on the west coast of Canada, like a full coast-to-coast Canadian tour. Very difficult to do a cross-country tour of Canada. Yeah, yeah, they talk about that in the Because uh, the there's not much in the middle. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun seeing like some of the places they play in the middle stretch. You yeah. Know? Like a lot of Toronto bands will tour the full U.S. before they do a full Canada tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's just it's just uh, there's no like new huge revelations here, mm-hmm. but it's a really chill uh, tour movie, and you follow the band and you know with them as they load in load out, and it's got a lot of full song performances of all the big songs you would want to hear. Nice, heavily the uh, reconstruction site record is heavily represented uh, among those songs, and. Uh, yeah, it was just, it's great. It's great for a band that I never got to see live. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really heavily documented even on YouTube from like, you know, cell phone video because they broke up in 2010. So cell phones were shitty. Cell phones were shitty. Yeah. So the footage that there is, is not usually great. Yeah. So getting like a bunch of like high quality concert footage from a broken up band is always 
cool. You know what I mean? Definitely. When it like resurfaces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, this has been around, like I said, since 2010, but it only recently got uploaded for free to YouTube. Hell yeah. Um, in the middle of last year on the, let me tell you the name of the YouTube channel on the YouTube channel, Farpoint distribution. Mm-hmm. I believe they're the distributors of the movie. They put it up right on their YouTube channel. So you can just go and watch it on YouTube, uh, which is what I did. Very nice. Yeah. So that's, we're the weaker thans. We're from Winnipeg. And uh, actually, there is a fun part in the, because we were talking about before about crowds not quite knowing when to sing lyrics to a song. Yes. There's a really funny part in the end of their song, uh, One Great City, where they sing about, I hate Winnipeg is a big line. Yes. In the At the very end of the song, it goes like like one word every like couple bars. Like it goes really slow. So you, he catches a ton of people out. <laughs> And like the camera, like for that, that scene, the camera is like right in his face. So you just see his reaction throughout the whole song. And it's really funny to like see him, like see what's happening. And like <sighs> he's losing the crowd. Like they're all laughing and then they're clapping and then they're laughing. That's taken so long. And he's sitting there like just playing the one chord, like waiting to say Winnipeg. It's a really good moment in the, in the doc. So that's yeah. great. Chris, what about you? Shout out to Jonk Samson. <laughs> yeah, we love and respect Jonk on this show. I'm going to last minute switch up my recommendation to compliment yours. Okay. I'm going to recommend another great documentary that is available on YouTube for free. Hell yeah. If you, to look, if you were to look up on the old YouTube, NYHC Documentary 1995. <laughs> okay. This is uh, an iconic piece of media. Two recommendations that really show sort of the different places you and I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spend a lot of time musically. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is an incredible documentary about people just in the New York hardcore scene at that time talking about it. And there's a lot of great live footage. Like one of the bands featured is uh, Crown of Thorns, who's one of my favorites. Another pretty undocumented band Yeah, from their heyday. Um, and it's crazy to see all these people so young. This is like what you would call the lean years of New York hardcore. It was like the big boom in the late eighties, like the agnostic front sick of it all. Gorilla biscuits, all that stuff is long over. Yeah. And then now it's like the mad ball, like very beginning of mad ball era, like Mm -hmm. set it off era, uh, crown of thorns, 25 to life district nine, just like the nineties sort of unsung, uncelebrated (laughs) bands. Obviously not including Madball, who's the biggest hardcore band in the world, but yeah. the rest of this band is District 9, like, bands no one really talks about, but they were, like, in the mix back then. There's also some great footage of uh, Vision of Disorder in here, another band who became quite big afterwards, but uh, it's mostly about the interview segments, which are all very fucking funny. <laughs> is this interviews with the bands or with, like, fans? With the bands. Okay. So wondering if we're getting, like, heavy metal parking lot style like no there's not a lot of that but there's just so many strange strange looking people yeah talking about hardcore talking about the problem of like violence in the scene Mm -hmm. which at that time was like big yeah yeah like there's this one guy with a really i forget what band he's in he's a huge forehead and long hair and he's talking about like yeah it's really fucked up if you're not in some places if you're not in a crew you're not allowed to mosh and i think that's really fucked up Sounds There's like, one where, like, the kid from District 9 is talking about, like... All the aliens that have moved into <laughs> yeah, South no. Africa. No, it's actually this really heavy part of the documentary which talks about, like, seeing a dead body for the first time. And, like... Jesus. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, in a lot of places, Boston included, <laughs> for a lot of it, hardcore is, like, a sort of middle-class white kid experience. Yeah. But this is like from a time and a place where it was like really, truly street music. Yeah. And the interviews reflect that. The concert footage is great. Uh, Ezek from Crown of Thorns is so funny in it. And he looks so normal. Because <laughs> now he has like long hair, crazy beard, tattoos all over his face. Yeah. And in this, he's like like muscular, skinny, like really handsome. And it's yeah. so fucking strange to see. Yeah. Because you're catching him before he's been in the hardcore scene for 25 yeah, years or exactly. whatever. Uh, but yeah, this is an awesome documentary. 
and it's uh I would love to see it get like an official release on Blu-ray or something, 4K. but I don't think that's ever gonna happen. So it lives on YouTube and that is NYHC Documentary nineteen ninety five. Amazing. Uh and that is episode sixty eight of Punks on the Net. <clears throat> if you like what you heard, maybe don't bother telling a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but if you decide to, for whatever reason, you can go to punks on the dot. No, I was going to say because next week we will be returning for the final episode of Punks on the Net. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we should mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Next one's the last one. Yeah. I was going to do it on the show, but I guess maybe that's a little abrupt. Yeah. I'd say give them a week to process it. Weep. Yeah. <laughs> Talk. Be with your family and your loved ones. <laughs> yeah. If you need to reach out for support in this time. Yeah. If you want to send an email, this is your last chance. Yeah. This is, yeah. That's the main reason I say it is yeah. because this is your last chance to tell us what you really think of us. <laughs> yeah. And really let loose because there will be no repercussions. There will not be another, like you'll just hear us react and then you will have gotten your final dig in. Yeah. And that's it. But we will of course get the last word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's our right as podcasters. Yes. So just let it loose. Yeah. Fucking let us have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's run its course, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk more next yeah, week. We'll but... get into it next week, but uh, prepare yourself emotionally for the final episode. Yeah. If you like the show, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you like the show, you should have tried harder promoting us. Yeah, you should have told a friend. Yeah, you should have sent them to punksonthe.net, which had all which had all of our links. Yeah. No, we love everyone who listens. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah, we're just it's we're just in a different place in our lives, you know, we're that's not true. No, exactly My life has not changed appreciably <laughs> since the show started. Yeah, thanks for listening. Come back next week for episode sixty nine. Yeah. The grand finale. Yeah, we didn't we kind of chose that because it was funny, but no, we very intentionally chose it months ago, actually. Yeah. Do you feel betrayed that we knew the show was ending for several months and we, we didn't, didn't tell, tell you? you? Oh, well. <laughs> Cry about it, it bitch. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, punks of the night at gmail.com. All your podcast eulogies. Yes. Um, other than that, we'll see you one last time next week. Chris. Doug. Stay human. Stay human. I almost hit the button. We usually do like a little chatty thing over the music at the end. Mm -hmm. I was just so worried we were going to run out of battery space for that. I'm going to be glad to no longer have to deal with this little fucking device. Yeah. We can like throw it against a wall or something. No, it was expensive. We should just destroy it. Though that would be the punk thing to do. Yeah. It's like the scene in Office Space where they destroyed the coffee machine. That'd be fun. Maybe we should. (laughs) Just take a baseball bat to it like in a park. (laughs) You know, like on the sidewalk in front of your apartment. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's also really small. So yeah. it's like one hit from each of us. Just completely eviscerated. I'm like, well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. Maybe we should have kept it. Yeah, damn. It's a $300. <laughs> Daddy, father, father. Daddy, father, father.